something sexy. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. I'm your host, Cat Wonders, and this is episode 88. I got my nails done yesterday <laughs> and I wanted to wear something purple. I felt the purple would go really well with this minty green color, minty green, minty blue. Um, and I think I hit it on the head and I'm also wearing these ridiculous earrings that are a little tiny bag of French macaroons. <laughs> Where the hell did I find these? You know where. Dolls kill. And this is a Sugar Thrills ensemble. It's a two-piece set. I forgot how freaking cropped this top is. So like if I really give her, there's some under boob happening. Um, anyway, and then I also did something different with my hair. And you're used to me having crazy hair on this podcast. So that's nothing new. Um, normally, like if I do little space buns, I'll do them higher up. But these are more like little bear ears and I'm wearing a puppy on my shirt. So anyway, it's all over the place. <laughs> and I missed last week's podcast, last week's episode. Um, so this should really be episode 89. But and it's really unfortunate because it was the Valentine's episode and I had a whole outfit and things planned and really not that much planned, just more Valentine's themed like trivia and that kind of thing. But, um, like very rarely, like maybe once every couple of years, I'll get like a really bad kink in my back or like a, an injury. And the last injury that I had this last, not this past, last one, but the one before, um, I was doing jumping jacks and I was doing starfish jumping jacks, <laughs> which is weird. It's just a variation of jumping jack where you're not like going like this up and down. You're going like around and landing on one leg at a time kind of looks like something from Broadway. <laughs> anyway, I did like I landed funny, I guess. And then I kind of popped a facet in my back. But it wasn't like a that sounds dramatic. It wasn't that dramatic. It was just like a little bit of a I had some inflammation, some back pain. And I think that this injury that I got sus like sustained <laughs> stemmed from that original injury because it's kind of in the same spot, just the other side of my back. And I was just reaching behind the passenger seat of my car and my jacket kind of caught and then it released. So I like did like an extra twist and then I didn't feel anything at all. Nothing. It was totally fine. Didn't hear anything, didn't feel anything. And then the next day I was like, Ooh, what the hell? And then I thought I was getting a knot in my back and then I, yeah. So I was pretty much restricted to like some minor movement and, um, refusing to take any medication or painkillers because, I was like, oh no, what did I do? I want to feel the pain. Like I don't want to push it too far one way or the other to make it worse. So I'd rather feel the pain and be careful. But I went to physio and I had this like rad chick that was my physiotherapist, just a little haughty. <laughs> um, she was talking so fast though that I, I, I had to ask what she was saying like three times, every question she asked. Cause she was kind of like... So tell me what we did. And she's like on her laptop, like not looking at me when she's talking. She's like looking down every time she says something because she's typing in whatever my answer is. And um, 
so I felt kind of dumb. I was like, is it just me? Is it my hearing? <laughs> and no, it's her. Um, but really good at what she did. She she wanted to try to diagnose me by asking certain questions without me telling her where it was or what I did. So it was kind of like a little game she was playing. And I kind of liked it. She was like, so, uh, and I, I don't even remember which questions she asked, but she was like, I'm going to just try to like figure this out without you telling me what you did. So here we go. And then, um, yeah, she like gave me a full on back massage. <laughs> I was like, this is the best physio I've ever had or been to physiotherapy. I've ever had physiotherapist I've ever been to. And, um, she basically told me that I sprained my back, um, which is, sounds more dramatic than it is. It's just literally like torn tissue. And she says, the pain that you're feeling, don't worry about it. Take some painkillers. She said, the pain that you're feeling is like healing pain and not, you're not making yourself more hurt. So after hearing that, I was like, woo, <laughs> like I'm taking all the painkillers I can get my hands on. And then I filmed a video, um, trying on swimwear and I was still like feeling it a bit, but I, I think my latest bikini video, like when this comes out the one that I wear I'm where I'm trying on um I'm trying on which ones are they oh the black bow swim I did five swimsuits because I got 10 but it's part one of two anyway and so I you can tell <laughs> I am a little bit more like woo in the video um but less mobile I'm not like flicking my hair around and dancing and stuff like that like I normally am I'm a little more careful but a little more loopy so that's what's going on there. Um, anyway, so all's good now. I feel almost 100%. But part of the greatest thing about my trip to the physiotherapist was that she told me, she's like, um, do you do any like exercise? Like, yeah, I cross-country ski. And then um, that's about it in the wintertime. Um, and then she's like, well, um, okay, cross-country ski. You could like ski. That's fine. I was like, well... <laughs> I make my own cross-country ski trails and there there are some gnarly bits and I fall pretty much every time I go cross-country ski. <laughs> so she's like, okay, maybe not that. She's like, do you have anything at home like a like a bike? I was like, oh yeah, I've got my spin bike. And so she really encouraged me to get back on that. So now I've been doing that like today's day five of doing like half an hour spin class every day. And I'm like, this is something that I needed. I needed somebody to tell me to work out because I've been in such a Having like an injury for two weeks and then not skiing because there's no snow. There wasn't any snow until a couple days ago. Um, you know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, I don't want to. I hate going to the gym. And um, for some reason, I just don't ever think to go on my spin bike. Like I, I get on these regimens where I'm like, okay, I need to do something. Biking season's coming up, whatever. Like get on the bike. But now it's kind of, it's almost to the point where I need it. And that's where I, I need to get to the point where I crave my workout because the first few times you do it, you're like, oh, God, you hate it. <laughs> and that's, I'm just past that point now. Now I'm like, okay, it's sunny out. The, where my bike is, I have like a beautiful view. I have a fan set up. It's in, it's in my loft. And because I, I have, I use fire to heat my house. <laughs> I have both in floor heating and a wood stove. Um, but in the wintertime, I like to save money. So I burn wood. Um, and my loft gets so freaking hot. But I have fans up there. And anyway, it worked out just perfect. Great day. Have my smoothie. I use like um, an Arbonne 
Arbonne is a brand name, but you can't buy it in stores. You have to buy it through a dealer or somebody who's like, it's kind of a pyramid type thing. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, but um, good stuff. And it's a keto friendly smoothie. So it's not like no sugar in it, basically. And I find so many smoothie mixes are either loaded with sugar um, or they taste terrible because there's something replacing the sugar. But the Arbonne ones, I think they're called Fit Me or something or... Anyway, I can't remember. But they're really, really good. I have chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry. And the strawberry is my favorite. I mix it with some raspberries, frozen raspberries. So good after workout. Just like cools you down. And anyway, great day. Anyway, okay, my gap tooth. Maybe you saw my Instagram post about my gap tooth. And I was getting bigger and bigger. And I, I introduced my gap tooth on Instagram. And I said, I have a new little friend. It's a gap tooth. And it's from my Invisaligns. So my mouth is undergoing a quite a transformation. I can really see a difference now from when I started. Um, and which is great. But there are just some things that are happening that are, I know my mouth isn't finished being adjusted. Like I, I'm only on tray 17 and I need to do it for about a year and a half. So that's like 52 weeks plus whatever half of 52 is. <laughs> um, they think it's not necessarily 18 months, but they say between 12 and 18 months. So I have six months worth of trays and I'm on week 17 and um, all is going great. But I just noticed things like, of course, my teeth shifting. Uh, one front tooth is longer than the other now because they were both kind of recessed and crossed. So when I ground my teeth, because I ground my teeth for years, and that's part of the reason why I'm getting my Invisaligns. My Invisalign journey is because I wanted to get my teeth bonded. But my dentist, my cosmetic dentist said, no, we have to align your teeth properly first, and then I'll bond them because you'll just keep chipping them off like if I'm grinding my teeth at night. So which makes sense. Anyway, so um, but one tooth is longer than the other because when I was grinding my teeth, they were kind of recessed and crossed. So now they're that they're straightening out, one's longer than the other because I has like I had I haven't ground that part of my tooth yet. <laughs> anyway, this is all information. You're probably just bored to freaking death. But it's getting worse. So um, it kind of like makes me flash on Britney Spears and how she has now a random front gap tooth that she never had before, and it was like brought up months ago when there's whole like Brit free Britney controversy was happening and um and she if you look at photos of her in the past and now she has a gap between her front teeth and that can happen for many reasons people are like what's going on simply because she stopped wearing a retainer or removed a like a permanent retainer who knows what the hell happened but so now I'm like <laughs> I have a gap a fresh gap tooth too and if you guys are wondering what's going on that's what's going on okay I started getting into shit before even making a cocktail. But today I'm cheaping out because I want to show you this. This is an antique Fostoria glass. Um, it was gifted to me by a good friend. Um, he knew that I have like a collection of this color here. I've shown, I've brought, I've brought the glasses on my podcast before, but this is like the amber glass. He found these on eBay and ordered them for me to add to my collection and isn't it beautiful i love it so in honor 
of this beautiful Fostoria glass, I'm going to crack a bottle of wine. We're just getting real down and dirty. <laughs> Not only will I have a gap tooth, but all my teeth will be purple by the end of this podcast. Also, because I have attachments on my teeth, um, they tend to stain a bit as well, which is a downside of Invisaligns. And I don't know why the frick they can't figure their shit out. <laughs> Because um, <clears throat> apparently my attachments, so the way Invisaligns work, I'll show you one right here. It's gross, but it's basically a clear tray that you pop in like that. I could still talk with one of them in, not both. Both I have a little bit more of a list, but uh, anyway, they click onto these little tabs that are... Um, they're basically adhered to your teeth when you go to the dentist. And so you, it, it looks like you just pop the trays in, but there are little, little lumpy bumpies that grab on, that your Invisalign snaps onto. Mmm, beautiful. Um, anyway, but they stain. The ones that they put on me, apparently, according to my dentist here locally, because my cosmetic dentist is in the city. Um, and my orthodontist, but apparently the ones they apply to my teeth are clear and not white. So for some reason, they, they kind of discolor on their own without any staining. They discolor anyway. Um, and then put drinking coffee on top of that and tea and stuff like that. Not good. So I go in once every couple of weeks to my local dentist to have it polished and removed. Expensive, but... Okay, oh, I should introduce this wine. So this is from my wine subscription box. So every month I get a box with wine in it um, from all over the world. And it's called the Wine Collective. It's a Canadian subscription. So US has, I think Bright Cellars is like the equivalent in the US. But in Canada, if you want to try different, and this is not sponsored, <laughs> but I do love it because it forces me to try wines I would never normally buy. I am a label whore, which means if it looks pretty, I want to buy it. If it looks like this, it's a pass for me. <laughs> so, which is not a good way to live your life. I am judging books by their covers every time I go to the liquor store, if you know what I'm saying. Um, but I use, I have like the mixed pack. So typically it's four reds and one or, and two whites. So I get six bottles of wine every month. Um, so I get through at least six days of the month <laughs> with my booze. No, I'm just joking. Um, but anyway, so I've discovered some really pleasant wines that I love. Um, and the beauty of it is, so these are discount, like quite discounted from what you could buy them in the store for. Um, and then when you find a wine that you love, you can order through um, Wine Collective and then you get, you can get like a case it's like a super discounted price. So anyway, it works. This one is Vieux Manet Manon, Chile. Family owned since 1935. It's a reserve Carmentiere. I'm saying it like an Italian. It's not what um, Chilean people sound like, is it? Uh, 2021, 13.5%. <clears throat> That's my girl. And let's see what it says here. Product of Chile, blah, blah, blah. Keep it at 18 degrees Celsius. So this, oh, also this had an award in 2021, one of the top 50 world's best vineyards. That makes me feel good about this wine. 
So are you somebody who lets, if you drink wine, if you, are you somebody who lets it breathe first before you drink it? I think you know what the answer is for me. Okay, so um, I don't own a decanter. My sister does. She's a little bit more of a whiny. <laughs> She's a whiny bitch. <laughs> Just joking. Love you. Um, but she, I don't know if she does it every time, but I've seen her decant wine. And I'm like, wow, she is so fancy. <laughs> I'm not. Um, but I know that there is something to, you know, when I try to pour my red wine, I try to pour it from up here. So when it hits the glass, it's like a frothy beautiful <laughs> dance <laughs> in my wine glass. Anyway, getting as many air bubbles throughout the wine before drinking it. But there's a microphone above my head, so I can't do that. Um, what do I... I'm, okay, I've talked about this before. I'm so bad at pulling notes. Um, another nice thing about the Wine Collective is when you receive... Uh, your box of wine, you get a little pamphlet um, explaining where the wines are from, what the notes are, what to pair the wines with. So it's really like a different experience. I, it's, I kind of changed the game a little bit for me where I kind of have a better idea of what I'm looking for in wines and um, yeah, like what goes good with what. Because I've always just been like, well, if it's light meat, I have a white wine. If it's dark red meat or whatever, I have a red, red wine. That's just been, <laughs> that's the extent of my, um, you know, preference. But anyway, let's give this a shot. Yum. This, let me see if I can pull a note from this wine, okay? I'm getting grapes. <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, I'm getting a bit of plum. Plum. Okay, so this is not very full bodied. It's not very dry. It's, it's lighter, which means that this would go well with like a really, I think would go really well with like a really nasty cheese, like the kind of cheese that you can smell coming for a ways. And, um, I think that that's how that works. <laughs> no, but um, you, a lot of times you don't want your wine to overpower whatever you're eating, right? So that's the point of like some fuller bodied reds to go with a red savory meat. It's kind of like it would pair nicely. I don't know what I'm talking about. All I know is that I can see myself eating some real rotten cheese with this wine. I do love, you know what? Have you ever had cheeses that actually like burn your mouth like they actually have like a not in a spicy kind of way in like a like a carbonation almost type burn where it's just like a really fizzy taste on your tongue almost and it kind of burns um land Jaeger, no that's that's sausage 
Landjäger. What's the what's the German cheese? It's like you have to keep it in a bag in the freezer. <laughs> Limburger. Love me some Limburger. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll eat all cheeses, but I'll tell you what. Okay, when I was in Holland this last trip, I went to Gouda or Gouda, um, where Gouda was invented apparently or grandfathered <laughs> or birthed, whatever. Um, I was at a little cafe with some lovely friends and had some raw oysters. I think I ate raw oysters almost every day on that trip. Um, raw oysters and then this like gluten-free toast with um, kind of some, what was it? Was it smoked salmon? Smoked salmon on toast with those, the spicy greens, what the hell is it called? I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. And then some really aged Gouda sliced on top. And normally if I'm having like a smoked salmon, I'd have like a, like a caper cream cheese type situation over here in North America. They know what the frick they're doing over in Holland because it was the best salmon toast I've ever had. <laughs> not that I've had many salmon toasts. That, that's not true, actually. Every time I have like a Benny um, an eggs benedict I love the smoked salmon benedict but it's always like I said caper cream cheese and that kind of deal but this was something else we were also drinking a lot <laughs> we had three no not three two bottles of wine between the three of us and um the the friends that I was having this meal with had to like go back to work after <laughs> Oh, I mean, I'm just love living life, sitting in the sunshine, nothing to do the rest of the day besides to look forward to dinner and dressing up and having a good time. They have to go back to work. Um, so that was interesting. But I think in Holland, it's funny. It's not uncommon to have like a glass of wine with lunch. It's just normal over there. Um, they don't bat an eye if you want to have like a mimosa or something for breakfast. Uh, it's just kind of part of the culture, which I think is awesome. Um, but how did I get on that tangent? Oh, cheeses. So probably, and because I was raised eating spiced Gouda, my grandparents always had spiced Gouda on the table. My family would get together every Sunday at my Oma and Opa's house from the time that I was, before I was born, um, for coffee. And then the kids would have tea and Oma would put out a spread of pickled herring, spiced Gouda, um, little pickle, like the little mini gherkins or like the, the sweet ones. Um, and then some type of cracker, probably some chip, like just a whole spread. Um, I think, am I missing something really? I'm, I feel, oh, there. sometimes there was the salted um, licorice, the little licorice coins, um, but pickled herring for sure. Oh, the almond cookies. They're like the long kind of cookies that are this shape with the almond on top, the marzipan, I think, cookies. Ooh, so good. Um, anyway, just memories like flooding back. But uh, great, great time. But I would have to say that my favorite, if I had to choose a cheese to eat for the rest of my life, just one, it would be a really aged Gouda. It just checks off every box for me. And if I were to listen to one song for the rest of my life, it would be Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. <laughs> Just thought I'd throw that in there. 
Oh, also, in conjunction with having this back injury, I also have, and you could hear it in the last, so episode 87, I guess, um, a few weeks ago, this kind of chest cold happening and um, having a bit of a cough. But funnily enough, like, it was more like a bacterial infection rather than like a virus where like you're worn down, your body's trying to fight it off. I felt great. I was just coughing all the time. Going places, coughing, coughing, shit up, horrible hacks. I won't even talk about what was coming up, but I knew. I was like, I think I got a bronchitis or something's going on. And <laughs> having a back injury and having to cough all the time was a little bit too much, <laughs> but that's where the drugs helped. Um, but right now I still have like the odd cough where this stuff's coming up, but I've didn't need any intervention. I didn't take antibiotics. I freaking hate taking antibiotics. And great. They're great. If you need them, take them. Um, but for me, it just messes with my gut and takes me like a long time to kind of get back to normal. So I was like, no. So I avoided that. And I think I'm okay. I think. <laughs> I start like hacking. So remember in a few, ep a few episodes ago, I was talking about... Um, subscription boxes and like subscription services it's like getting a even though you've paid for your own gift it's like a present you don't know what the hell's in it I love that so the wine collective is one of my favorite <laughs> subscription boxes um but it's funny I, I follow this youtuber um in the fro I think she's now Victoria in some other platforms but she's a British influencer like getting over the top popular working with huge brands like Christian Dior and Burberry and all like any top design she's at fashion like anyway and she's beautiful and just lovely and friendly and everything checks off every box just like a gouda cheese <laughs> anyway and um every time she films she has these gorgeous like she's in her kitchen or her living room or whatever but she has these gorgeous flowers like fresh flowers all the time and then I think in one of her vlogs she just mentioned that she has these flowers delivered to her once a week and I was like, why don't, because I am always buying horrible bouquets from the grocery store that look beautiful, like in the bag. And first, like, there are two things that bother me about this. First of all, how the hell are you supposed to arrange these flowers? Okay. I want it to look like a beautiful bouquet. I am not skilled in that department. I think that I could probably pull something off, but like... I just don't know what to, so they just wind up kind of looking like grocery store bought flowers, like nothing special about them, right? You need like an artist to, <laughs> an artist to stick them in where they should go, what looks best, where should the, where should the volume be? Where should the extra bits be? Anyway, so, so that's one issue <clears throat> with buying grocery store flowers. The second issue is that they, sometimes, like sometimes you can luck out and, have flowers that last you forever and they open up and they're beautiful like one time out of 10 will you have flowers from the grocery store that last like this I've had roses one time I bought from the grocery store white roses that were just fragrant they opened up they lasted forever it was just a miracle anyway but that's very rarely the case so the second thing I don't like about it is that they die right away or that they don't do what they're supposed to they start to look like shit right away so then I went to um, my local florist and had a conversation and was like, what would you charge for 
like bi-weekly flowers and meaning flowers every two weeks and uh, she's like oh it'll be this 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 and I was like wow it's really like if I consider what I buy on a weekly basis at the grocery store to keep fresh flowers in my house like it was cheaper for her to actually create these bouquets at bouquet bouquet um and anyway that is it's it's almost like a subscription box again because every second Friday I go into her shop and she pulls out this new bouquet so we're kind of like swapping um, out the bases so it's like just like a short base because whenever I buy flowers I always have like a tall vase that I put them in and typically I think all of my vases besides one are like clear glass you can see the stems you can see when they're <laughs> anyway it's just she just did it totally differently and exactly what I'm talking about and I feel like I feel like attaching a photo of the most recent bouquet she made um anyway so um so gorgeous and just such a different vibe like that you just can't do and she she gets obviously like she has a whole flower shop so she can get all sorts of crazy flowers Ooh, I'm just it's exciting for me definitely so I just thought I'd share <laughs> also we got snow we got about 12 inches of snow overnight the other night and woke up to a winter wonderland and typically when it snows that much you have more of like a gray sky sun came out it was like a gift from heaven and it kind of was i have yet to go skiing i need to reset the tracks on my property because now they're buried completely um but i am ecstatic and it's beautifully sunny again today i also took like a little video clip maybe i'll enter <laughs> enter that here but oh snow makes such a difference and and i don't care if it's like minus 20, if there's good snow, it's a fun time, right? Like, and this, if the sun's out, oh my God. Right now, I have a sirloin deer roast in the crock pot. And my house, I just went outside for a second or outside of my studio and it's like, it smells so good. I cannot wait. Do you want to know something weird? And this is not just with wild game. I'm talking like with steak or um, or just like any other type of roast, pork too. I love to eat it with sour cream. And that sounds crazy, but if you're on keto, you need like lots of fat. <laughs> not lots, but you know, enough, sufficient fats. And so you can get away with eating sour cream. Like if you wanted to just eat it by the spoonful. That's if you're doing dirty keto which means you have dairy um, uh, on keto, which is like cheeses, dairies. Uh, strict keto or like clean keto is no dairy, which I could not do. So pff, just forget that. Um, but oh, with with um, drier meat, so wild game is like, there's a lot less fat in it. And the sour cream just lends this like extra bit of fat and flavor that I just love especially and and you know with gravy and and when I do a roast I put like 15 big full cloves of garlic because if I'm lucky they'll kind of stay whole and then I can pick them out and kind of like oh my god it's so good I can't wait anyway um and then I just like steam broccoli or do asparagus or something on the side but delicious so I'm just letting you know that my house smells like your best childhood memory of your mother or your grandparents cooking in the kitchen. So I have some like 
crazy random trips coming up that I'm really excited about <laughs> that I've just booked and I'm going to make happen. So I have decided on Galveston, Texas for my location. I was doing lots of research and because I'm a little bit of a kid at heart, I really look forward to, I think it's called Moody Gardens. Is that the, that's the theme park on the water? It's like a little spit and then there's a Ferris wheel. There's a roller coaster. It's like a little, it's like a little carnival on the water. So that's one thing I'm going to do. Also, the aquarium looks crazy. So I'm going to go to the aquarium. Um, I'm staying in a really old mansion. Not a surprise because there's nothing but Airbnbs there that are old mansions <laughs> and some really cool ones. There's really neat old, like huge mansions that you can go visit and like tour through. Um, I booked a ghost tour, <laughs> which is on the bayou, meaning you meet, I think we were meeting at like a cemetery and then we're going to go on a boat in the bayou and just check out the ghosts. <laughs> it's going to be hilarious. And I mean, there'll probably be some wine involved before, but I'm going to be respectful because I'm very serious about this stuff. I'm going to bring some of my equipment, by the way, and I'm flying with a carry-on. So that says a lot. I'm sacrificing weight to bring some of my ghost hunting equipment, including my ovulus. Um, if you don't know what that is, it's spelled O-V-I-L-U-S. It's an ovulus three, I think. No, it's ovulus five. Um, yeah, I'm not going to bring that old shit. I'm bringing the new stuff. <laughs> um, just for some extra fun. I'm kind of into doing stuff like that, though. I kind of, I don't know. I like to find out what's going on in a town. I mean, I, I'm not unique by any means with regard to like my planning and that kind of thing. But um, yeah, I just really, I, I'm such a planner. Like I'm telling you, I have to plan my sister's bachelorette party and she could not have chosen a better sister. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because every little detail and everything is going to be planned and it's going to be perfect. And I'm not saying that if something goes wrong and this doesn't work out, that it's going to be a shit show. Because we can we can roll with whatever winds up happening. But I just, I'm somebody who likes to know what's going on or what to expect. Especially if I'm booking a place, I want to see all the photos. I will go online, I'll try to find YouTube videos on the place. You know, just to kind of get better feel for like what we might need or... Ooh. Also, this Fostoria from like between the 1920s and 1930s. Um, is crystal. Now, I didn't know the difference between glass and crystal, or crystal is a type of glass. Um, in my mind, I was like, <laughs> when I was little, I used to think that crystal, like my Oma had crystal in her china cabinets or hutches or whatever you want to call them. And it was almost in my mind, it was like carved out of crystal, like that they found in the ground. Like it was something that was you know, so special. And, but really there's just like more chemicals and gases and things in this glass that make it crystal can be made a lot thinner and it's a lot stronger. So it's just a different type of glass. It's a hardier glass that you can pound thinner or make thinner. And it's not going to break on you the way that a regular glass would. And you can kind of hear it. It just has a different sound. And I tried to tap my like regular wine glass 
and it kind of had a similar sound, but not that nice. But it's like, oh, you'd really have to have an ear for, if I had to like figure out what's crystal, what's not, I'd lose. But I'm just saying, that's all I know. <laughs> Between 1920 and 1930, the Fostoria Glass Company. And I'm telling you, I just feel a lot fancier when I'm drinking out of these glasses. This is really good. And I'm going to order more. I'm going to write it down. Order more view manant. I want to say French, but that's not, that's not right. Um, okay. So that's one. So Galveston, then next month or the month, no, the month after Quebec. I've never been and I want to see more of Canada and Flair. Flair Airlines is making this possible because it's so damn cheap to fly anywhere in Canada. Literally like $49. And then you have to pay an extra, I think, $29 for a carry-on. So other airlines, you do not need to pay for your carry-on. You just have to pay for your, like, um, if you want to check a bag. But with Flair, it is $49 to fly, okay, to wherever, Without seat selection, um, add $30 for your checked bag because I'm only flying with checked bag. I'm going to get to that next because this is new for me. Um, so so $50, say, for the flight and then another $30 for your carry-on for $80. Without seat selection, I'm flying to Quebec, to Montreal. Okay? So if you're in Canada... <laughs> and you happen to have a family member somewhere that you haven't seen for many, many years, get on a freaking plane and go there because it's a lot cheaper than a bus ticket, okay? And um, there's nothing stopping you now. There's no more excuses. You can fly your family to you. You can go to your family. Flair is like, I think they're actually a sister company with Air Canada. I believe that they are owned by Air Canada and like this is something that's been needed for so long because really like I was doing some research as to um like what a what a Boeing 737 costs and how long does it take to pay one off not because I'm looking into my one <laughs> I mean you never know but no um because I'm curious like how is it possible that these airlines are charging, you know, fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars sometimes for to for flights to Europe per person, but then you can charge they charge way less through certain like discount websites or last minute seat sales or that kind of thing. I'm like, what is what is the actual cost for an airline to you know fly from A to B? And what I didn't realize, and I'm if I I'm trying to I want to make sure that I understood correctly, but Boeing sells airplanes and but what they do is they so say an airplane is what is it what was it I don't want to be super off so around like a hundred and twenty million dollars for probably a brand new 737 now what Boeing does is they will Take like a $60 million deposit and then 
basically the you pay off the rest over time. So it takes about five years, according to my calculations, um, for a company, like if Air Canada were to buy a new Boeing, it would take them about five years to pay it off through ticket sales. So they were they there's like a breakdown on Google as to what typically um, what fuel costs are from A to B. Um, how much of the seat sales go to fuel, how much of it go to their payment and blah, blah, blah. So it's actually kind of interesting because I was curious, like the reason why I looked that up is because I'm like for a company like Flair to pop up, this is before I knew that they were owned by Air Canada. Um, how is it possible that they can stay um, in business when they're charging such a like small, like a little amount for their tickets, right, for their flights? And then, um, then when I found out they're owned by Air Canada, it made more sense because they have a bit more of a buffer. Air Canada can kind of like, but so brilliant, like affordable tickets, affordable plane tickets, flights. I mean, this is sort of the future now. <laughs> your dream of being able to fly within your own country for a really, really cheap price is now happening. So maybe jump on it before they go out of business. <laughs> No, I think that they're, they're obviously their business model is working because every flight that I've been on so far with them is jam-packed. In fact, it's the only flight I've ever been on where we were 15 minutes late taking off because they were waiting for passengers to arrive. And I was like, who are these passengers? Are these like really important people? Are they flight attendants needed for the next flight? Or you know what I mean? Like planes don't just sit and wait for Joe Schmo. Okay. We were 15 minutes late taking off because we were waiting for passengers. And when they came on, they didn't look special, but I don't know who they were. Um, I was like, okay. It gives me a bit of confidence. If I were to be a little late for my flight, maybe if they knew who I was, they'd wait. <laughs> so, so, so random. But what I wanted to bring up was traveling with only a carry-on. And then, of course, a personal item, because you can travel with both. Um, this last trip that I went uh, that I went on uh, was a flight from Calgary to Vancouver, and dirt cheap. I think it was eighty nine dollars plus the thirty dollar carry on, so one hundred twenty bucks roughly. Uh, still <laughs> dirt cheap, but um, I didn't want to check a bag because I wanted the cheap flight and I didn't want to check a bag also because I think it's like 89 bucks for a checked bag. Um, but also just the hassle of trying to go to the gate or the carriage to pick up your bag and the risk of it getting lost, especially with how things have been going lately with airlines and like random shit. So just eliminating the possibility of anything going wrong. So I was like, how am I going to do this? Because I went there for three different photo shoots. And I'm like, well, luckily it was for Valentine's photo shoots. So I was wearing pretty much next to nothing. I had like 10 outfits on one half of my carry-on suitcase. <laughs> because it's all lingerie. Um, the shoes are what took up the most room. But then I kind of like discovered some like tricks and things when it comes to traveling with just a carry-on. Um, and I was actually the other day watching a video on like tips and tricks with packing your carry-on as opposed to and there's this girl she was packing her uh, a suitcase a carry-on for three weeks she was going to Mexico for three weeks and she was raving about all these different tips and tricks so <clears throat> 
Very, very helpful information, very inspiring. And actually, when I was living out of my suitcase, it was only a three-day trip to Vancouver. Um, I had daytime outfits and I had evening outfits. And I kind of like swapped back and forth. And it worked out really well. And I was like, wow, I've never packed such a small amount for even like going back home to visit my family where I'm just chilling in their house. I'm not like going out for lavish dinners or like getting photographed. But if you have any tips on traveling with just a carry-on, traveling light, let me know in the comments down below because I keep hearing things that I'm like, oh yeah, like that's really handy. And things like, you know, when you have a carry-on bag, you have to put like isolate the liquids so like I'll put all the liquids in a bag you can't have more than a certain amount of liquids and um but to have that like prepared already and the medium-sized Ziploc bags apparently are the exact right size for all your liquids so you don't need to worry about getting one of those little airport bags that they give you to put your liquids into um and and then having them on your like in your personal item right on top so you just take it out put it you know I didn't know also there is a suitcase that I want to get it's it's a a carry-on size suitcase but the front flap opens up for like a laptop which would save my life because I'm always trying to balance my laptop in my like Michael Kors shoulder bag <laughs> and it's always like vulnerable and things like that anyway so there's just little things that help out and I'm excited to try some new stuff. So <laughs> I've been gaining false confidence to becoming a stand-up comedian by watching a show called Kill Tony. And it's not a show. It's a YouTube show, but it's a podcast. It's a video podcast on YouTube. And um, Tony Hinchcliffe is the founder, is the host. He's a comedian. But his show is basically himself on a panel with other comedians and Brian Redband, who's is like the guy that does all the sound effects and stuff. <clears throat> and um, they pull names out of a bucket out of the audience. And whoever's name gets pulled, they go up and try to do stand-up. So people that sign up for Kill Tony are aspiring stand-up comedians, sometimes professional. They just want a spot on the podcast. So like it's kind of a mishmash of like all different types of people. And super interesting. It's called Kill Tony. You can't miss it. Type it in YouTube. <clears throat> I'm having a allergic reaction no I'm just joking um anyway super entertaining but really cringy and sometimes really hard to watch because unless you're into watching people bomb so <laughs> today I was cleaning up my kitchen whatever and I'm always got like I've always got like a podcast or something in the background it was to kill Tony today and I had to stop a few times and like watch because there was some bombing happening that was so like the poor guy, he thought he was doing really good and like his energy was really high and and he's pacing back and forth and clearly nervous. And, uh, but just so bad. I felt so sorry for him. And that kind of thing makes me uncomfortable. Some people love it and they're like, ha ha, like people are laughing at him, telling him, like screaming at him to get off stage and stuff. I'm like, oh, because I see myself in this guy. <laughs> I definitely want to give it a shot one day. And my point is, is that the confidence I get from watching people bomb is making me go like crazy enough to think that I want to get up and do it because I've got a couple like 
sets or like jokes lined up that I could tell that I've thought up out of the dark depths of my soul because <laughs> they're sick and stuff I could never say on YouTube. Oh my God. Um, I do have a very unfortunate sense of humor and I get that from my mom. <laughs> Actually my dad too, but my dad's like less raunchy, but my mom is, she's hilarious <clears throat> just naturally. And I'm not, I'm not like a natural comedian. She, you know, served and was a bartender for many, many years. And she just has this knack for telling jokes, remembering jokes properly. That's one of the problems I have. I'm like, that was supposed to go a lot different. Um, but that's sort of, when I watch the show, I'm like, oh, I think I could probably pull it off. But then I watch people bomb. I'm like, that could be me. I'm definitely... <clears throat> it's not like an allergic reaction. You can maybe hear it in my voice. It's almost like... Because it's not that dry. Sometimes dry wine will give that... Like, do that to me. But it's almost like the sulfites. Or sulfides? Sulfates? Sulfides? I think those are all three actual things. But they're kind of clinging to my voice box which means <clears throat> is that better it feels better I think it's going to keep happening the more wine I drink and I'm not going to stop so it's later on in the afternoon it's almost five I'm going to start um prepping the rest of my dinner my dear sirloin roast how purple are my teeth how purple are my Invisalign tabs well Everyone, that concludes episode 88 of Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. Um, highly recommend this wine, even though I'm having a little bit of a throat thing happening, but I think it's going to happen with any wine. I only am noticing it now. Um, and like this video if you enjoyed it. Of course, uh, I've got an audio version as well. Um, and what else? Check out my OnlyFans and my Patreon if you want some extras. And of course, subscribe so you don't miss episode 89 or any of my other fancy schmancy content. I've been posting like a mad person on my socials. So check out my um, Instagram, my Facebook, Snapchat, all that fun stuff. All that will be linked down below in the description box. And big hugs and kisses to all of you. It is either Friday 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 or saturday and um i hope you enjoy your weekend and i will see you all in my next video bye